Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember Remember Harry Potter. Potter. I do love him. (laughs) He's a great guy. Uh, Today, I regret to inform you (laughs) that we are doing a whole episode on this guy. Hilarious introduction. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to learn just a a little bit more about Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, you were right. Yeah. (laughs) Which I've never even thought or cared to learn about his backstory. So hopefully there's something good in here. Probably not. Oh, see, you are thinking a probably not. Oh, obviously, because he's just an asshole who rides on the coattails of everybody else who's alive. But I want to know, we probably won't learn, what is his damage? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, what made him think that it was okay to literally steal other people's lives? Which is what he did. We haven't gotten there in the book yet. Spoiler alert. But he steals other people's, not just stories, but entire lives from them Mm -hmm. he's an evil bad guy yeah he's not good (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're on harrypotter.fandom.com thank you to whoever keeps this a going we appreciate you Mm -hmm. uh it says professor but really is he i don't think (laughs) so he does not have the credentials (laughs) no uh he was born on the 26th of january 1964 he is half blood. He was a Ravenclaw student at Hogwarts. Interesting. Makes sense. All right. Because he is smart enough to be able to figure all that stuff out and, and pass it off. He's written the books. He's done. Oh, maybe he didn't write those books. Who knows? <laughs> and he was later a famous wizarding celebrity who authored many <laughs> books on dark creatures and his supposed encounters with them. <laughs> dun dun dun. Okay, we're going to skip over to the biography section. Early life, 1964 to 1975. Gilderoy Lockhart was born on 26 January 1964 to a muggle man and a witch and had two elder sisters. <laughs> Both of whom were squibs. That's not what I'm laughing about. I'm laughing about the fact that he had two big sisters who probably just 
curled his hair and put him in their clothes. I did that with my little brother all the time. <laughs> Lockhart's mother loved him more than any of his siblings. Oh, oh no, this is where it starts. <laughs> I've listened to enough true, true crime to know that that's how you build a sociopath. And this, combined with the revelation of his wizardry and acceptance into Hogwarts, caused his vanity to grow like a tenacious weed. (laughs) This is really well written. He and his mother forgot, in their excitement, that Hogwarts was a school for all British and Irish wizards, and thus his introduction into the school, along with everyone else, was, in his eyes, extremely dull. (laughs) Did he think he was the only one? (laughs) Okay, here's his Hogwarts years. Oh my gosh. Uh, These happen from 1975 to 1982. Uh, Gilderoy Lockhart entered Hogwarts on the 1st of September 1975 and was four years below James, Sirius, Remus, Peter, Lily, Severus, so on and so forth, (laughs) and was sorted into Ravenclaw. But he came close to being a hat stall, as the sorting hat also found him an excellent fit for Slytherin, Mm. but decided against it by a narrow margin. He had hoped to be greeted by whispers and stares, as in his mind, he was already a full-fledged genius with an exceptional magical prowess. The fact that he was merely ordinary, that more talented and gifted children were there, and that nobody was particularly impressed by his naturally wavy hair (laughs) disappointed him. (laughs) look most of us have naturally wavy hair you're not special Uh, he did have above average abilities and he was cleverer than most of his classmates but he had a bad flaw in that he would not try unless he was confident that he was the best of whichever particular team group or class he happened to be with at the time wow Gilderoy did achieve good marks, and his teachers did think that with hard work, he might be able to make something of himself, even if he fell short of his ambitions that he would freely share with anyone who bothered listening. He told them that he would succeed in creating the Philosopher's Stone before leaving school, and he intended to captain England's Quidditch team to World Cup glory before knuckling down to becoming British's youngest minister for magic. Despite this, according to him, at some point during his education, he managed to play a seeker for the Ravenclaw Quidditch team. (laughs) Gross. His vanity was such that he valued learning not for education, but because it granted him attention. (laughs) He craved attention and prizes and begged the headmaster to start a school newspaper purely so he could see his own name in print. (laughs) sometimes i'm a fan of giving yourself a job but oh no that that's too much uh when these exploits failed to grant him attention he took to grander more dramatic means of garnering attention though he had never been popular with the other students he did manage to achieve small notoriety by (laughs) gross carving his signature into 20 foot long letters into the quidditch pitch earning him a week's worth of detentions (laughs) Not that's not all he did. He created a spell that shot a hologram of his own face into the sky in imitation of the dark mark. Oh no. And he sent himself 800 valentines <laughs> causing breakfast to be canceled due to the number of droppings and feathers in the porridge. I hate him so much. 
He increasingly devoted his talents to insincere shortcuts and cowardly dodges, focused on attention and neglecting true learning. During the course of his magical education, the school fell under the threat of the sinister defensive measures of the fabled cursed vaults after one of his peers tampered with them, although Lockhart was not known to have been impacted in any way during the ordeal. What in the heck? Uh, So now we are at his career as an author. Oh boy. An author. Career. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. After his graduation from Hogwarts in 1982, with a faint sigh of relief from the school staff, <laughs> who wrote this? Please come be on I an episode. love you. <laughs> so good. Lockhart became an accomplished author, traveling to exotic parts of the world and, having mastered memory charms, shortly after his graduation, tricking accomplished witches and wizards into revealing their greatest deeds and then erasing their memories. Here he is, stealing their entire lives. This sole focus on memory charms came at a heavy cost. All his other magical abilities had degraded to the point they were beyond repair, which spelled the end of Lockhart's fame when he became a Hogwarts professor. Wait a minute. That is something I've never heard of or thought could happen before. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, oh my gosh, that's weird. Is it that the memory charms are so hard and such a niche part of magic that he had to like stop practicing any of his other stuff and only focus on that so he started to suck at everything else or did the fact that he was like using them in an evil way and using them constantly and that's the only thing damaged the other parts of his magic you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because like that doesn't make sense to me because like you can be good at something and still not all of a sudden suck at everything else (laughs) yeah no the wording here is very interesting Mm -hmm. because it's like is it just that he stopped practicing other forms of magic and so he became bad at them or Or, i mean this uses the words that they were degraded to the point they were beyond repair right like do, do does using magic in an evil way degrade your magic like it did for voldemort Mm mm-hmm That is so interesting. Very interesting. He then returned to Britain with a new book each time, all of them self-promoting and filled with a wealth of invented details that, for the parts referring to him, were nothing but conceit, self-praise, vanity, gross exaggerations, sensationalizations, and when referring to other things and people, idle speculations. (laughs) Known victims of his trickery included an Armenian warlock and a witch with a hairy chin. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, some of us have hairy chins. (laughs) His books were very popular and he reserved a special quill of peacock feather just for book signings. He also received many awards for his supposedly great deeds and was invited to join the Ministry of Magic's Dark Force Defense League as an honorary member, all the while managing to successfully hide his fraudulence. His former teachers, who were unaware of his status as a con artist, began to think that they may have misjudged him due to his supposed bravery and resilience in combating the dark arts. Right? Okay, so here's the thing. You can fool people who don't know you, but people who've known you your entire life, you they're going to be like, uh-uh, not him. Mm-hmm. Either he's lying or he's tricking us. Like, that's such a tricky game to play and to be so bold to go back to the place oh yeah where they taught you and they know you're a fraud that is balls Mm -hmm. 
According to Lockhart, he initially believed that the more exposure he got in the press, the better his career would progress. By the time he was writing his second bestseller, Gadding with Ghouls, he became overexposed, something that damaged his popularity. He then went mysteriously missing for three weeks, after which he leaked to the Daily Prophet that he had been captured by trolls in the wilds of Stockton trees. The story boosted his popularity once again. Through this experience, he claimed that one must be sparing with one's public appearances at first, as one might become overexposed. (laughs) There's more, guys. There's more. Oh, no. This section is called Voyages, Vampires, and Valentines. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Not yet. At some point after the release of Wandering with Werewolves, Gilderoy held a symposium centered around his alleged experiences, fending off the dark forces to talk about his supposed defeat of the Wagga Wagga Werewolf. Yes, I said the Wagga Wagga Werewolf. (laughs) In attendance were, among others, Cecil Lee of the Werewolf Capture Unit. During this event, he gave a public demonstration of the homorphous charm, which he claimed he could cast so effectively as to cure, cure werewolves. Cure. During the same conference, he also said that werewolves were weakened by sunlight, presumably as a joke. Mm. Outside of writing, Lockhart was an amateur potioner. He invented a shampoo that guaranteed lustrous locks of hair, one of his few claims that proved to be true, (laughs) due to its main ingredient being too dangerous and expensive to procure. It was never produced for mass marketing. Lockhart hoped to gain a steady stream of income by marketing other high-priced products, but this never came to be due to a few people... Oh, to... Due to few people... Uh, willing to risk their lives for such a superficial issue as hair care. Just a few people would. Yeah. A few. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This just keeps going. <laughs> Why does he have such a backstory? I, good question. <laughs> I wonder why. Okay, now we get to Voyages, Vampires, and Valentines. And, oh, boy, it just never ends, does it? <laughs> In 1988, Lockhart came to visit Hogwarts shortly before Valentine's Day as part of his book tour. (laughs) It's like, you know who would love this book? Children. Children. (laughs) (laughs) 11-year-olds. He invited six Hogwarts students to his book signing at Flourish and Blotts, claiming the students were randomly selected. After the book signing, he and the six students went to Madame Puttyfoot's tea shop, where he informed the students that they were special guests and planners of an event called Voyages, Vampires, and Valentines. Emily, this is... Held at the tea shop on Valentine's Day. Shall we do one? I love it. This is how we get people to work for us. We invite everyone for a special signing, and then we say, now you're going to plan our event. (laughs) Honestly, the Voyages, Vampires, and Valentines is something that we will be doing, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, In reality, he was planning to use this as an opportunity to learn the students' stories and obliviate them afterwards in order to use these stories for a new book. At some point, he talked about his plan on the Grand Staircase, where it was heard by the portrait of Sir Cadogan. Cadogan. However you want to say it. Sir Cadogan. <laughs> During the event, Gilderoy Lockhart interviewed the students. In order to avoid exposure, Lockhart cast a memory charm on the students. As the spell was cast hastily, the students only forgot parts of their recent <laughs> memories. Lockhart soon escaped the tea shop by apparating. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Outdoor celebration of magic, excuse me. <laughs> Lockhart returned to Hogwarts. Why does he keep going back to Hogwarts? In the 1988-89 school year. So he graduated in 82. So this is 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. This is seven years after he graduated. And he's still hanging around. You guys, don't hang around your high school after you graduate. Don't. It looks desperate. Mm -hmm. You can go back and work there. Don't hang around there. Okay, so he went to give a speech about himself at the outdoor celebration of magic. <laughs> Why is it outdoor? They don't like people inside and when the classes no, aren't no, no. in session. Exactly. He demanded to to clear the dance area to demonstrate his dueling expertise. But Jacob's sibling intervened and dueled Lockhart himself them, themselves on the training grounds. Okay, so um, this is... Um, a section called Employment by Dumbledore. This is where we're going to realize more of Dumbledore's shortfallings. Albus Dumbledore, the headmaster during Lockhart's time, happened to know two of the wizards whose memories Lockhart erased and easily deduced the truth behind Lockhart's fame and decided to make Lockhart pay for his crimes? Excuse me? Hold on. What is... Did you just tell me Dumbledore knew yes! all along... And hey, still was like, eh, come work here I'm going to keep going. Uh, he correctly believed that dragging Lockhart into a normal school atmosphere would reveal his fraudulence. And with the vacancy in Defense Against the Dark Arts having opened up in June 1992, tracked down the author and offered Lockhart a job at Hogwarts, something Lockhart had not been too keen to do as he saw how well his career as an author was progressing. And because those who knew him from his time as a student like Minerva McGonagall and Severus Snape we're still there as well okay i i i just can i i just he knew this guy's a big liar he knew he sucks at magic he purposely brought him to hogwarts to make him pay for his sins is this what i'm reading dumbledore just wanted to expose him and thought that giving him a job to teach harry potter magic was a good time to do it in a good way <laughs> At the risk of literally killing children. Or obliviating them, at least. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to read one more par paragraph and look at it back. Dumbledore slyly hinted that Harry Potter was a second-year student at the school, and being a teacher to the famous Harry Potter <gasps> would propel Lockhart's fame into the stratosphere. Oh, Harry, <laughs> we don't deserve you. Ego... Fame, hunger, and glory thirst overruled caution, and Lockhart took the job. The other teachers remembered Lockhart as the obnoxious attention seeker back then, regardless of his later achievements, and were baffled at Dumbledore for inviting Lockhart to teach. I can scarcely go on. <laughs> Minerva McGonagall, in particular, asked Dumbledore what possibly could be learned from such a a vainglorious man in which the headmaster repealed, re replied that there was plenty to learn from a bad teacher. What not to do? Um, what not to be? Um, Hagrid um, correctly deduced that Lockhart only got the job because he was the only applicant for the jinx position due to the fact that no one at the ministry who was a specialist in defense against the dark arts with impeccable... <laughs> I can't even read the rest of that because it doesn't matter, but Dumbledore knew, did this on purpose, brought a fraud and a liar in to teach children at the risk of obliviating the children, killing the children, hurting the children permanently, 
teaching the children wrong things. Who wants to fight with me about Dumbledore still? Anyone? Anyone still want to have a fight about Dumbledore? I'll do it. I'll have a fight with you about him. He is the worst. He did this on purpose. Emily closed I, the iPad. I literally, I'm speechless. I have nothing to say. She closed the iPad and put it away. I can't. I can't. <laughs> wow. There's a lot to be learned from a bad teacher about what not to do. What not to do, what not to be. So we'll just risk. Maybe the kids are not learning what not to do and what not to be. Maybe they admire this man because he has passed himself off as a genius. Mm -hmm. And they are going to listen to everything he says. And they are going to follow him and do the things that he teaches them. They won't. Kids won't. Kids will believe adults in power because they're told to. Mm -hmm. I am disgusted with a capital D. All I have is one sigh. I mean, when we started this podcast, we were like, let's really focus on the relationships between the people. And I am so glad because if not for that, we would not have learned all of this. That is some shit. Mm -hmm. And it is not okay to put a person who you know is going to be a liar and be dangerous for the children to be around in their classroom. I mean, I knew he was already doing it with Snape. He had already done it with Quirrell. He doesn't care. He does not care about the children. Harry Potter is a pawn in his game. And it is disgusting. Period. Period. Well, and the other troubling thing is like Hermione completely believes everything Lockhart says. Yeah. And if the smartest kid in your class is like, this teacher is awesome. I can't wait to learn from them. All the other like average students are like, okay, I guess this guy knows what he's doing. Absolutely. So he, Hermione believes everything that he's saying and loves him and is defending him to her friends, her best friends. Justin, like somebody like Justin Finch Fletchley, who's like admired and a cool guy and people look up to him because he's like, he's a lot like Lockhart and he wants to be like Lockhart. So he is also going to admire this guy and be like him. This is never, none of this is ever talked about in the series. No. But this is some behind the scenes like stuff that's like, this is canon. Ugh. wow. I'm just pinching myself hoping it's a dream. Mm -hmm. Please tell me this isn't real. Ah. No, it hurts. It's real. Oh my gosh. Well, now the whole J.K. Rowling is Lockhart thing, it just... <laughs> strikes even deeper doesn't it yeah it does just hurts even worse oh no i i i i couldn't finish the paragraph emily closed the book after that and put it down thank you okay we'll talk about him more when we meet him again in book five i don't know we truly we will we'll we we will we will okay all right sorry everybody oops I lied at the beginning. There was a lot of stuff. It wasn't good, but it was a lot. I am. A, I feel disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to. Uh, I need to walk. <laughs> that was a lot. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You guys are great. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much for joining us. Please join us again next week. Right now, we are going to go record our Patreon only patronisode <laughs> and until then we love you very much and let's create something magical together bye, bye. bye. <laughs> 
You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at rememberharrypotterpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. 